All right, guys, you know that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Happiest. Happiest is your number one place to go for premium CBD products at a fraction of the cost. This is perfect for any first-time user and for the veteran user. There's no THC. It's locally sourced and third-party tested, so you don't have to worry about paying for any fancy celebrities or a drug test. These guys have something for everybody, and I personally enjoy their products. In fact, my favorite one's the Sleep Aid, so go check them out, happiestmed.com. H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com right in time for the holiday seasons. Again, go check them out, happiestmed.com and have fun. Okay, you know what time it is. It's time for me to introduce my next guest. But before I do, I just wanted to say thanks for all the listeners, all the support and everything that you guys are doing to help me improve the thinking project. So don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Dalton K. Jensen. Don't forget to follow my Facebook page or excuse me, my group, uh, the thinking project group. Um, So without anything else, um, I wanted to introduce Michael Wolf. He's the owner of Wolf Goggles. Uh, he started that actually in college and he saw a need. He, di- he didn't see any cool glasses or excuse me, cool goggles um, that were affordable in that range. And so he started it and he's absolutely crushing it and he's killing it in the snow goggles industry and we talked everything from uh, flipping to college to um, how to make money drop shipping and things like that so please welcome michael wolf and i hope you guys enjoy it thank you welcome everybody this is don jensen and you're tuning into the thinking project Dude, we're rolling. Thanks for coming back, Michael. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Dude. When you said at the end of the last episode that we have to do this again, I didn't think it'd be this quick. But You didn't think yeah. it'd be this quick? <laughs> well, the good news is, is we get to just start over like fresh because for those people who don't know, I lost, I lost almost everything um, on my desktop. And so it was like super frustrating to uh, have to like redo a few podcasts. But the good news is that um we're it's all good now man because we're back together bro yeah and um we could just count that as a as a practice run so yeah. <laughs> if i said something that i thought was stupid i could just not say it this time <laughs> so that's awesome bro things that I were like haunting it. me in my nightmares oh, why did i say that that's right why did i phrase it that way so it was that's a, so that's a practice so crazy run. dude but um so you own uh wolf goggles yeah that's and I. By the way, thanks for the sunglasses. You're welcome, dude. Those are sick. I still I still like those. So, um, what made you get into wolf goggles? What made you get into goggles, man? Um, so I went to LDS Business College. I, I moved down here um, in 2017, in the fall of 2017, mostly with the intention of just being a ski bum. <laughs> um, but I knew that I should probably get an education because I wasn't a hundred percent sure of what I wanted to do. And even though I've gone maybe a less traditional route, education actually ended up being pretty awesome. Cause one of the first classes I took was, um, with a, with a teacher, an adjunct professor at LES business college. Uh, his name is Brad Bonham and, um, he was awesome. He, the, the class was just importing from China wow. and, um, it taught us how to buy things for not so much money and sell them for more money. So <laughs> in, in the most basic sense of the word, I mean, the, the whole point of at the first, from the first, you know, class period was, yeah. um, get China to send you a product for, for free. 
and then oh, wow. go and sell that product to somebody, but sell more of them. And then, you know, it was kind of teaching us this uh, zero risk entrepreneurship where mm-hmm. you could get, you know, samples for free, bring them to a store owner or a chain or um, whatever and sell a hundred of them and then just use the money that they pay you up front to go get them. Oh, dude, that's such a good idea. That's really what he taught you in that class? Essentially, yeah. I mean, the the point at the first part of the class, and some people only really got as far as to get the samples, but I was able to get samples within a couple of days. And so um, being where I was at that point, I just kind of, he would go around every class period and, and meet with every single person in class because for some reason there's only 12 people in there it was a freaking awesome class yeah Um, no kidding uh, even though it was only once a week but he would just go to each person and help them out individually where they were in their process yeah um so it wasn't like a broad thing the only homework was okay you've done this this week you've got the samples now start looking for somewhere to sell them come back and report on that yeah and it was it was really like a free-flowing class and um not a lot of structure which is kind of that's the environment that i've i've thrived in is if if it doesn't have a ton of structure and i can just kind of know what i need to do and do it myself without somebody else's timeline um i really thrive in situations like that and i think most people who are maybe a little bit more um strategic minded um and entrepreneurial that's yeah, that's what most people Prefer. thrive in. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy, bro. So we're so that was the assignment. Get a free sample from China. Take it to Yeah. So like when you say um you know when he told you to go like chains or like stores or something like what what kind of stores was he talking about? Um he was he this is a guy who took um <laughs> an order of like broken furniture and walked into like big lots or or whoever it was i forget who the, who is who one of his first uh major customers were, were and sold the entire thing to them and then created this enormous furniture company oh my and gosh. so his his idea was like there's nobody that's off limits <laughs> but me going to college i was like i was like man that seems kind of lofty i don't even know how to get a freaking appointment with somebody like that so he was kind of helping me out with you know who to contact how to how to reach out to him and then um that's awesome yeah and then i was like why not just do like school kind of branded ties because that yeah i had just gotten off an lds mission and that's the that was the only way to express yourself for anybody that's (laughs) been on an lds mission mission. you wear a super boring apparel and then you have a tie that you can do make whatever you want ties and pens man yeah yeah and so um i was like yeah why not sell ties and then i i I realized soon after that i don't want to be in that like kind of exactly the clothing business yeah and so i uh I just brought them to the school store and was like, "Hey, will you sell these? I'll put your, I'll put the school's logo on them." And I actually ended up having uh, multiple meetings with the the like school store manager and you know oh, wow. people who were kind of higher up, but um, nothing really came of it because I had this massive meeting with like all of the people who were in charge of kind of that area of the school, and even the yeah. school president was there. Oh my and gosh. then. And then after that meeting, they were like, actually, you don't have to meet with us. You have to meet with this guy at BYU. And I was like, 
that's uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to reach out to him a few times and just nothing really came of it. And then, yeah. um, by that point, you know, I was, I was out of the class and I just kind of was looking for the, another product to do that I was maybe a little bit more interested in yeah. that I could build a brand on instead of yeah, just that like, makes sense. I mean, ties are so freaking incredibly che- cheap. So that yeah. was nice. Like the margins were really friendly, Yeah. but at the same time, um, I just, I, I learned a lot from that process. I learned about basic margins and yeah, you know, how to kind of finesse suppliers because we all know that all factories are trying to finesse us when you when you're contact yeah. us so when you're, you're, you know when you're trying to yeah. get a lot of those yeah yeah how to how to work around them and how to get stuff for free so that you can you know kind of start off capital free and um yeah i kind of just translated that into something i was that's crazy bro that's such a good idea though i think that class should be more that's well first of all when you're talking about like non-traditional like education routes like LDSBC is probably one of the best ones because they have a lot of those classes they don't make you take a lot of the general education classes they just hop you right in and get you like going you know what I yeah. mean and I I always thought that that was a great idea plus they do they do have like those non-traditional classes that you can get into like how to import stuff from China yeah <laughs> how to like how to work a deal how to you know sell and uh, and those are really cool man those classes are really really cool yeah I mean the concept of zero risk entrepreneurship was like a gold mine to me yeah no kidding you could go into something with no money and you know and that's kind of translated into stuff that I just do like like yesterday I fulfilled a bunch of orders for wolf goggles but I also had like orders from eBay and orders from like Poshmark because I sell stuff over there because yeah. I will buy things at when I see them at a decent price at like Ross or Marshall's or um, and I have no shame I freaking love Ross and Marshall's oh, yeah, dude, yeah, and, and like you know thrift stores and I'll just buy them and resell them and I've made lots of money doing that because I just love that like flipping yeah. game it's so fun <laughs> and so that that concept of like you know buying something of value and just kind of reselling it it's so simple and a lot of people can make a lot of money doing it but you know yeah i i've especially over this last these last couple months for some reason i've made just like more money than i probably should have (laughs) flipping stuff (laughs) just flipping random super random stuff you know like socks and um those pop funko <laughs> things i mean yeah, they have a lot of value and, and sports cards and i've i just have a lot of fun there's a, a lot of like a, not immediate gratification but kind of immediate gratification when you go somewhere yeah. like ebay or like a thrift store and you find something and you look it up and you're like oh man this is worth way more than what they're selling it for um on ebay I'll just, or yeah. i'll just buy it for 50 cents and sell it for 30 dollars and like it's yeah it's a fun game that is way fun yeah. dude and the more you and if you're consistent with it and you stay at it i mean you got a really good opportunity yeah yeah and you find weird things like i yeah. i one time found this giant like wood scrabble board at a um at a thrift store and i sold it to some dude in fiji for like 350 dollars oh and i bought it for like five and I was, wow. I was, I was a college kid. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money, um, yeah, no kidding, for dude. a kid who doesn't have any money. Yeah, so and 300 and to make $345 or yeah. 340 bucks after shipping or something like that. Yeah. Sweet dude. Yeah. It was actually, it was, I actually made the whole amount and more because he paid a ton in shipping. And then I was like, Hey, I need you to pay more in shipping because this ended up being more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, 
He did for some reason. Um, and yeah. yeah. It was lots of fun. Dude, yeah. that's sick, man. Yeah. And you know what? Something that we, we talked about this, but something that we didn't talk about the last time was this kind of flipping that you like to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I mean, like Wolf Goggles is tons of fun and yeah. I, I love like interacting with people and I especially love going to events. So 2020 is a little bit of a bummer Yeah. because we make a lot of sales at events because, you know, big shiny sports goggles are kind of an easy thing to sell in person because they're... Yeah you know, visually attractive. Um, but yeah, the, the flipping business is awesome and it's sometimes tax free. So (laughs) I I mean, it can't, yeah, it definitely can be. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people that own traditional businesses, especially if you're just getting going on a traditional business or if you're just a couple years into it and you're Uh kind of slow, you're on that slow growth path. Um, flipping is an awesome way to just infuse capital into your business. Yeah. And some people, I mean, most people I I would like to think who have their own businesses do have the, a little bit of time Yeah. and definitely have the hustle to do it. Especially if, if, you know, if they're actual entrepreneurs, I mean, you, you have to have that kind of motivation. So yeah. Yeah. That's sick, dude. It's worth the time. Yeah, that is way worth the time. Yeah. I've never really, but you know what though? I grew up, my mother loved to do stuff like that. I remember standing in line at Walmart for like 36 hours to get like, and it was me and like four of my friends to buy the first five PlayStations that my mom already had pre-sold on eBay. Dude, I remember walking into my house one time, we were like kids and the new Xbox had just, I think it was like the Xbox 360 and we had like 12 of them in our house. And my friends were like, what are you doing with all these, man? Is one of, are any of them yours? Like, can we play? And I was like, no, my mom sold them already, dude. Like, dude that's why, like <laughs> right now people, I, so many people are complaining like people just bought the new PS5 and they're selling it for like double the amount. I'm yeah. like, if there are people who are willing to pay double the amount, I love roll, those bro. people yeah. who bought that PlayStation and are selling it for that much. That's freaking awesome. Awesome. Like yeah. people do the same thing with shoes every single every yeah. day. Oh yeah, every day people buy, people buy shoes and sell them for more. I do the same thing with just about any anything. Yeah, and like sports cards and every, that are really hot right now. I mean, everything. Yeah, people dude. do that all the time. The companies that are selling you the Playstations, yeah. they're they're all doing that. They're yeah. all making oh, yeah, it man. for less money and selling it for more. It's it's called capitalism yeah. and it's awesome. So <laughs> Well yeah, and and that's the thing about and, and when people fight me on capitalism, I'm just like, well, you know, you that's the difference between you and somebody else and that's why we thrive in it is because like if you don't want to buy it, that's totally fine, dude. I'm not selling to you, right? Like but he will and he wants it and he loves it right and i always say like when you sell something like i like they got a better deal than me you know what i mean like if you're willing to pay that money like that means that we came to an agreement and you and you love it man so why not yeah absolutely nobody's forcing people to participate in actually in that kind of stuff yeah actually and actually where the video game companies get you are on the games themselves those dude those yeah. eight hundred dollar games bro why yeah exactly why <laughs> i don't like, get it <laughs> like in fact i think i think i actually learned that in lsbc the game consoles themselves are lost leaders so they'll sell oh, the, yeah they'll sell the console for 500 bucks and it probably took them you know if they they might have broke even on it or made a little bit of money but at least you know at, at worst they broke even but then they sell you those 60 70 80 dollar games and you buy 10 of them and they really only took them yeah <laughs> like, they're making just as much yeah money oh, they're they're, they they're selling it for the same like you're spending yeah, you're, just as much yes, money on you are on dude. that which is ridiculous i'm glad that i'm not a huge i'm not gamer. a huge gamer either dude yeah. i play them on my phone a lot but yeah 
but I don't have to spend a lot of money on my phone. To no, <laughs> I, 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 I don't really game a lot, even on my phone, but if I do, it's a, it's a free game because you, I'm cheap. Yeah, so. but you know what though? I like watching some of the gamers though. Some of the streamers, I'll be honest though. I'm not, I like some of the funnier guys. Like, have you ever seen post Malone stream like call of duty? Uh, I haven't, but I would watch it. <laughs> so. Yes, dude, He's hilarious. Post Malone, come on the podcast. <laughs> dude, hey, he lives in Utah, man. He does live in Utah. That would be sweet. <laughs> Welcome to you. <laughs> I'll be a guest. Yes, that's right, dude. That's right. We can, I can dig it, bro. That's sick. So, um, how long have you had wolf goggles? Uh, it's been, two years two and a half that's sweet yeah. bro and what and how do you mainly market that i mean is it mostly e-commerce? instagram okay. it's it's all like very organic instagram marketing because i like it i am a really i'm really passionate about branding i'm really passionate about product um yeah. i am not overly passionate about marketing um and a lot of our sales, I would say about 50% of our sales last year came from just doing small events. Oh, wow. We would sell like crazy. Like we did a, an event that didn't happen this year, which I was super bummed about, yeah. um, was Shredfest that oh, happens, wow, that happens in Salt Lake City, and it yeah. was freaking awesome. We sold... Like, I, I was like, man, $750 investment for a booth. That's kind of a lot of money. Oh, yeah, dude. It is, yeah. I don't really know if I want to spend it. And, like, last second I was like, screw it. If I sell, you know, seven pairs of goggles, I've made my money back. Life okay. goes oh, on. Or even, go. like, six. It just kind of depended on yeah, what yeah, yeah. kind of goggle they bought. And if they bought more, they yeah. added a lens or a couple straps or whatever. And then, um, yeah, we made our money back within, like, the first, like, five minutes wow yeah it was no crazy kidding, and, and we did we did like a little pre event because they were like okay there's this for like the higher class you know um booths and companies that paid a little bit more there's yeah. an event the night before where we do like a kickoff and we show this awesome skiing film and they were like we don't have enough people do you want to come and oh, i was wow, like last dude. second and i at that point i lived like a block away from Liberty Park, so I was yeah. like, "Let's go!" And I just chucked everything in my car and and, and drove over there. And yeah, we made we made our money back in about the first five minutes of the first night. Wow! And that's actually what created our first supply chain issue was, oh, <laughs> was, yeah, dude, was I bet. that event where I was like, "Oh crap!" I like sold too many goggles where I'm where I'm like almost out of stock of a few pairs, and so yeah, dude, yeah, that supply chain problem is being fixed. It, well, it just. The shipment is coming in today, so it's yeah. it's just getting fixed now, <laughs> like a year later. Because I'm not going to restock goggles in the in the summer, but yeah, um, yeah, it, that's sick, dude. Events are super awesome, and and that type of marketing is really you know underappreciated. There is nowhere, nowhere I could spend my money that would have gotten me that kind of return. Yeah, I bet. Dude. Nowhere I where, couldn't. Where if, people go just buy goggles. Yeah, and well, and it, I couldn't have spent it on Facebook ads. I couldn't have spent it on Instagram ads. I couldn't have spent it on yeah. YouTube. Pre- anywhere I couldn't have yeah. spent it anywhere. I couldn't have put a billboard up. There's no place where I could have spent seven hundred and fifty dollars and gotten that much of a return that quickly. Yeah, because small business owners—that's all they're looking for. They're looking for like a one. ROAS. Yeah. They're looking for like a one return on investment. That's yeah. that's all their or ROI. Um, ROAS is a little bit more of a technical term, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. they're looking for like a one ROI. Like, can I, if I spend $2,000, I get that I might not get it all back because but of the cost of the product. Sell just but one, yeah. could, could, I, could I get $2,000 back? Yeah. That's it. You know, and if I spend $10, could I get $10 back? And that's, yeah. and there aren't a lot of places that provide that kind of, you know, 
But social media ads don't often provide that kind of right. Well, yeah, social yeah. media ads are more for like branding and like redirecting. Yeah, and you got to spend a lot like yeah, to, to. I mean, you can reach those numbers, but you have to like infuse a ton of cash into those platforms yeah. in order to get them to learn the type of people that are trying to buy your products. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. It's man. tricky. It is yeah. tricky. Well, and then and then. And then even with the best people on your team, the social media guys, like it still takes time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then Mark the Zuckerberg changes the, the algorithm overnight and then it ruins all your ads. Like. Yeah, it really does, dude. Yeah. It's so true, man. It happens. Well, and to be honest with you, that's kind of what my little e-commerce business is running into is like, yeah, we started in the middle of the Brona and like they... You know, we couldn't go to any events, so we had to really double down on e-commerce. And yeah. Facebook is Facebook stinks. <laughs> yeah, but organic Facebook does not exist anymore. Well, businesses. yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't do organic Facebook. It's terrible. Anymore. You can do it on Instagram still if you provide it. If you pump out awesome content, yeah, it happens. You know, right. on, and that's that's we make a lot of our sales and get a lot of our kind of brand recognition from Instagram. That's good. Um, so that's awesome, but you know, it's only a matter of time until. <laughs> yeah, until that real. organic reach just disappears. If, if you if you have your you know business labeled as a company, yeah, exactly. So. Oh no, I'm totally with you on that, man. That's crazy. Yeah, and and the fact that um, a lot of people still go to social media and spend all that money. I mean, you have to do it, but. But it's just one of those things where if you only did that, you're not in a good spot. You know yeah, I mean? you got to have a bigger company, and most bigger companies make more money off of email than they do off of Facebook anyways. That's true, dude. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's also kind of an under underappreciated thing. It's not something that I, that I use super often because that like accumulation of an email list takes a long time, and it it takes Facebook ads. One of the company the companies that I do a lot of work for. Um, Facebook ads are awesome, but email does like a solid 65, 70% of the sales. Wow. Uh, it's, and, and it's like an outdoor brand. Yeah. So it's not a brand so, that's like yeah, weird, weird or yeah. kind of like, you know, an offshoot or just for older people, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of younger customers and a lot of email sales, yeah. which is, which is weird. Um, but you know, <laughs> we, we, we kind of in a way treat social media as a way to just get people to go yeah, to the website the and yeah. put the email in and then you know and then we make sales through where it actually where it, where it counts yeah yeah exactly dude yeah I, I think that's a good idea and I think that's exactly what Facebook and what we use it for you know we just we try to get one call to action on there that'll lead to another call to action that'll yeah. lead to you know it just kind of puts them into the funnel and, and creates that recognition for sure dude yeah for sure man that's crazy so when did you get to Utah and what made you decide like goggles was your thing um yeah so I like I said I, I came here just to be a ski bum about three years ago and I <laughs> which I think is awesome by the way. yeah I literally just decided that because I liked skiing and yeah. I I was looking for a product that would be fun enough and well actually wasn't necessarily looking the, the thing that kind of sparked my interest was I had to buy new gear when I got here and it's so expensive. Dude, snowboarding is an expensive hobby. Skiing is an expensive hobby. It's a very expensive hobby. Um, unless you own a, a snow goggle brand and you can trade for all of your gear, hey, which is what I do. I reach yeah, out to brands. Dude. I'm like, hey, do you guys want to do a giveaway together? Or like, and, and that's actually super awesome. We just did a giveaway with this company called Handout Gloves, and they're freaking amazing. Um, yeah. But we, I like, I've done a, like a couple trades with their owner, just yeah. like product for product. 
it's awesome. It's a great way to get gear without spending money. But yeah, um, <laughs> and you know their product is, is specifically pretty amazing. And yeah. um, but the what was I gonna say? Sorry, I lost. <laughs> You're good, bro. Yeah. So. Um, I was just trying to buy a pair of goggles, like a decent looking pair of goggles because right. you buy goggles partially because they're they look cool. they're, they're necessary and partially because you want to look cool and so yeah. you don't want to buy a lame looking pair of goggles because they exist. <laughs> um, not from us because we don't sell lame looking pairs of goggles. That's but, right. Um, That's right. <laughs> yeah, there's like those old like super framed in pairs of goggles and oh, you know. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They just... It, First of all, they don't provide the like visual, you know, yeah. especially on the mountain when you, seeing things is kind of important or you could die. <laughs> um, but yeah, they didn't really provide that. So I ended up buying like a couple pairs of goggles off of a dude on Facebook Marketplace because I was not about to spend three hundred dollars on a pair of on a pair of snow goggles or even like a hundred bucks because I was a broke college student, like I said. Right. Right. And so <laughs> I was like, man, how much would these cost to make in China? Or how much would these cost yeah. to make in Taiwan? Or how much would these cost to cost to make different places? Um and the margins were sound enough and I could keep my prices decently low. Like our, our goggles range from uh, 70 to a hundred bucks. Oh wow. And for the, for the quality of goggles, it's actually a great deal. Um, yeah, no kidding. And so I, I'm mind boggled every time somebody knows that we exist and still buys like, a bigger brand like Oakley or Smith. I'm like, man, you just spent like two or three times. You could have bought three pairs of goggles for the right. price that you just spent. Dude, um, for real. So that's a good price. I didn't yeah. know your prices were that low. Cause yeah, when I when I think of snow goggles, I think of like three hundred, four hundred bucks. Yeah, they can get super freaking expensive, especially nowadays with the technology that they put into them. Yeah. Um, what kind but, of technology do they put in ski goggles? They put they've they've been putting some crazy stuff in them. Like, um, there's a pair of ski goggles now that has a little screen on the inside of it, like a like a HUD, like a heads up display. Yeah, yeah, it's oh crazy. My, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, bro. and obviously those ones get into like the thousands. But I mean, yeah. even just like simple ones that are like defogging that yeah. don't really even work that have little fans in them that'll like keep your goggles clear supposedly or like heated goggles. I don't know why that's necessary. Yeah, that's do you not weird. sweat at all? Like that keeps you warm <laughs> enough on a, on a like for people who have been outside and even just like done any sort of physical activity in the winter. Yeah, you stay warm. It's you, fine. Yeah, there's not a, there's not an issue with that. Right. Um, and to just keep your eyes warm, that's weird. But I mean, the the technology we put into them is is simply like lens technology. So yeah, I mean, yeah. we have um, you know, polarization and um. Of course, yeah. anti-fog coating and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that yeah. that makes sense. That's crazy. We I keep our product very it. basic, and yeah. and and not basic in a bad way, but basic in a, you know, even when companies go out and they put magnets on their goggles, which is cool, and it makes a cool sound when they magnetize, and it, yeah. they they seem awesome, um, but then you fall and lose your and the lens falls into the distance and you never find it because you're in snow yeah um and you never find anything well i think yeah well i think there's a lot of value in those in those products that are just like they're they 
are simple enough to where you're not you're not worried about breaking them. Because if I had like a heads up display goggle and I'm on the mountains, I would freak out. I would. How are you gonna wear... have fun? Yeah. How are you gonna take any risks? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You have something exactly. that expensive so like, on your head. So you got like so you got like you know it's durable, it's practical, and they look good, and it, yeah. that's all you need. Yeah, that's 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 and that's really all people want. We've proven that. I mean, we've yeah. set up we set up a booth that last year at that same event that I was talking about, Shredfest, next to. I think it was Smith that was also there. And then there yeah. was another kind of bigger um, company that did like a lot of outdoor kind of gear. Yeah. And we we had probably 50 times the traffic at our booth. Yeah. Um, even though we just had this little dinky setup, like I had a little right. sign hanging from the booth. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a custom tent. <laughs> um, but I don't know, something about our, our brand and something about, the people that are associated with our brand inside the tent and outside the tent, people that were walking up really attracted people. And when people would come and be like, Oh, Hey, you know, how much is a pair of goggles? We had our prices, we had our prices listed and they were like, man, that's a really good, good deal. I might come back. And they did come back. Yeah. You yeah. know, they, they tried on a pair of goggles they loved them and they ended up, you know, circling around and going yeah. to the other brands and being like, man, I could, like I said, buy two or three pairs of these yeah. and be perfectly fine. I could outfit my family for Christmas and myself, or I could buy one pair from this other brand. And it's, it's, it's logical yeah. for, for a number of reasons, because you're supporting a small local company, which is the, bomb. um, probably the most important reason you're supporting me. And that's right. And you know, it's, it's, just logical right but some people want a bigger brand and i've noticed that i i thought yeah i did think do. that the obvious answer would be because i i put out polls sometimes i'm like would you rather buy from a big brand or would, would you rather buy from a small localized brand and a lot yeah. of people say big yeah. like man you're saying that you would rather spend more money have worse customer service when you call the phone number on my website you're calling my cell phone oh wow. and i help walk you through this so yeah. that's how small we are but um you know, it's just more personalized. It makes more sense to buy buy small. It, and it does makes, make yeah. yeah. Even if and this is in the situation where even if you're spending more money, that's not the case with us. You're right. spending far less money. Yeah. Um. And you know. Well, it just makes sense too. It's one of those low risk things too. You're like, hey, I could at least try it. You know. Um. But and for the most part, that's what I think. Like when I think of I'm, I'm going to a small business and and. Like I'm used to buying from a big business, but this is the first time. And if I can save money and support a small business, I'm like, it, even if it doesn't work the way I, I want it to, which is almost rarely the case. Yeah. You know, normally they work just as well, if not better. Right. Mm -hmm. um, at least, I, at least I know I'm supporting a small business and, sure. and I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Bezos has plenty of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and right, I too. buy from Amazon, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> but if there's an opportunity to buy from a small business, it right. just it's it makes more sense. It's logical. Yeah. I mean, you you get it faster. Normally, yeah. it's the same price, and it works better, or it feels like it works but works better because you have a better better customer service, and you probably pay a little bit less. Yeah, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah, we sell CBD. That's like half of all the big guys, yeah. and I know it's the same CBD. Yeah, because <laughs> I know exactly where it came from. Sure, <laughs> you know what I mean. And so it's like, dude, we just we're just comfortable. Like, I think you know, I talk about this on a lot of my podcasts, but like, I you know, for me, um, starting an e-commerce business and starting a podcast, like, 
like initially my goals weren't to have a million listeners and make a million dollars. You know what I mean? For me, it was like, I love the experience. I want to help people. Yeah. Um, I wanted to try it and I don't need, I don't need the margins that those guys need. You know what I mean? And I was like, totally. and I, and you know, and I'm happy with it and we can make a lot of money and have a lot of good time and, and meet a lot of really cool people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what I think the beautiful thing about small businesses are. And that's why I started the podcast so that people could realize like, that's what you're doing when you're, when you're buying from a small business, you're, you're, you really, you really know the dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it's, it's insane. Yeah. And it's a little easier for people who are in the hustle to hustle to say that because that's I'm very much about just like saving money, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there, I feel like the stigma of like, oh, you're going to buy small and you're going to maybe pay a little bit more. No, not always the case. No, I it's mean, really people, not the case. People are talking about really traditional companies like, you know, locally owned grocery stores and stuff like that where, yeah, you might pay a little bit maybe. more, but that's not the vast majority of business owners. The vast majority of business owners... You, You'll pay less. Yeah. You'll be supporting somebody that you can actually interact with. There's yeah. a face to the company. Um, and yeah, it's... Oh, for sure. It makes sense. Well, yeah, for sure. And and I would say grocery stores is... That's a tough one because those margins are really tight. It's also like, really unique and not common. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. most of the business owners you, you know yeah, are, are yeah, e-commerce yeah. owners or yeah. they own a small little like barber shop or something right. where you will be paying probably the same amount <laughs> as you would if you went to a sports clips or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So. But what, yeah, but it's not, yeah. I mean, there's the whole thing in business that I'm sure we all know. And it's like, why, why would people, why would someone buy from you? Right. And I think the biggest, if you, if you're a small business owner and you're not telling people like if you're, and you're not doing the hashtag support local and support small businesses. I mean, that's why we do it. You know what I mean? Just yeah. keep it in, just keep it in the family. That that's how I look at it. And and you know what I realized too? I, I realized that like when I talked to small business owners and when I taught and when I started a small business myself, like, you know, we always think like, oh, we can get it from cheaper from China. Right. But I, I learned, uh, that you can almost get it for the same in America. So like, you know, yeah. you can support even local, like in the U S and I'm, and there's times when you go to Alibaba.com. I'm not saying that cause I've done it before too. Right. But I'm just saying like a lot of people think like that's the only way you can do it. And when I was looking at like, we were going to sell, um, I was so sad about this dude. We were going to sell glow sticks. I was going to take, that was my favorite thing growing up. So another thing that my mom did, which is she would buy this, uh, she would buy thousands, tens of thousands of glow sticks for, um, like the 4th of July. I used to break them open, sling yeah. them all over my room, make yeah. stars. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Yes. So, so she would, she would buy tens of thousands of, of, um, glow sticks and tens of thousands of like temporary tattoos you, you just put water on them or whatever um and we would sling those at the fourth of july bro like candy so you come like, from a pretty entrepreneurial yeah 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 man that's awesome it's sweet so i was gonna do that this year you know and all of utah there's all over they have the fourth of july festivals right yeah dude i was ready I was like, we're going to go get glow sticks and I was going to take my little brother-in-laws and my brother and we were going to do this and we were going to have fun. I was like, cause they, they're like little business owners. They're like little entrepreneurs, you know? And, but they never had like that big kind of break. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and they'd never had that, that thing where they're like, um, like this is cool. So I was like, yeah. I'm, we're going to take glow sticks and I'm going to show you that we can make two grand in one night on glow sticks. I mean, dude, you, um, but unfortunately with the pandemic, 
never happened. I'm gonna have a kid then. I'm a, I'm gonna get him started early. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I, and on the Fourth of July, I'm gonna buy a craft and a glow sticks. Dude, you can buy you can. Let's buy do it. A good a good a good price for glow sticks. Uh, you can get like the red, white, and blue ones, and they're like twenty five fifty cents. And you can sell them for a dollar. Oh man, I can see those margins, dude. I can you see. Can sell, <laughs> you can sell them for a dollar, a dollar, and then you know, and you never sell. And that's the crazy. That's the best thing about selling glow sticks, bro. You never sell one. No one ever comes up to you and says, "Hey, can I have one glow stick?" No. No. They come up with like a ten dollar bill, and they're like, and and then you do you know your little haggling thing. You know, I know it's a buck, yeah, but it, can you give me fifteen for ten? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yep, let's go. You know what I mean? And then you just slinging, bro. And and seriously, we would. I mean, when I was a kid, that was our that was my sports money. We would sell these glow sticks, and back then like the, the the prices have gone up but back then we were i i remember we were getting them for like 10 15 cents a glow stick and selling them for a dollar dollar 50 you know crowns glasses man I'm just, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna get started early i'm gonna order a ton now and just put them on facebook marketplace put it on ebay <laughs> yeah. you can't, i mean you can't i mean there's websites all but that's the crazy thing is people don't think about that like you're like oh no one buys glow sticks dude everybody buys glow sticks you know that when i like the greatest thing I'm gonna have a kid in I'm gonna have a kid in May. Good for you. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, so maybe that's not the best thing that I that I, that I said, it, said it out. But life goes on. Yeah, um, some people do. Um, so I'm gonna have a kid in May, and you know that I'm gonna use that kid every excuse. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna have I'm gonna eat animal crackers. I'm gonna have glow yeah. sticks. Yes. I'm gonna watch freaking Dragon Tales like all for my kid. No, for me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's sure, an excuse dude. to. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's the crazy. You know, I I like. There's so many little things that you can do that you would never think people would buy. But again, if you brand it the right way, like if you're like, hey, you know, like snow cone shacks, like nothing to start a snow cone shack. Um, and most of the time you can just rent the equipment or or borrow the equipment or something. Um, but like snow cones, glow sticks, temporary tattoos. Yeah. Everybody thinks that the, like you could never make money off temporary tattoos. Wads of cash, bro. Especially on the Wads. right day. Yeah. Fourth like, of July. Dude. Yeah. Go get it. Go well, get it. It doesn't have to be a business that you do year round. Oh, yeah, man. Why not just have 10 businesses that you do one day a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and dude. you can make plenty of money off you of it. Fl- dude. Yeah. Fl- glow sticks is the bomb. Glow sticks where it's at, dude. You could sell the crap out of glow sticks. <laughs> Gotta get into the glow sticks business. <laughs> but dude, that's sick. And uh, and yeah, and I just and I think well, and here's another reason why I think people don't get into flipping is because like they just don't see like the you know they want to sell something and get like all their money or like um, you know because they don't look at the percentages like you buy something for a dollar sell it for ten you made nine bucks like that's a good deal right but they're like uh, it's not worth nine bucks how do you get somebody to change their mindset on that man yeah um, it's really just about buying the right product or just finding the right product that's worth something anything that you, something I mean, that you like yeah i mean you and you have to you have to look at the margins like you yeah. will never see me at a thrift store or yard sailing yeah. or anywhere without my phone out on ebay yeah looking <laughs> at the looking at the section that you know the already sold section yeah, yeah. And this, it sold for this amount. I pass up on a lot of good things like comic books and stuff because I'm like, it's just really not worth that amount that they're trying to sell it for. So why yeah. would I buy it at that? Um, so yeah, it's 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 about just being smart. Yeah. It's not even about being smart. It's about just 
doing the very logical thing of looking at, <laughs> did this already sell for this amount or are people trying to sell it for this amount and could I sell it for a little bit less? Right, um, right. For people who live in Utah, there's something really simple you can do to make a little bit of extra cash. If you have a decent sized car or have some, know somebody that has a decent sized car, go on to KSL, go on to the free section, pick up stuff for free and resell it. Yeah, for sure, dude. And uh, some people think that, that that's unethical. That's awesome. Yeah, that's I've done that plenty of times. I've gotten free grills. Yeah. <laughs> and I've thought like this, and this was more of a, a high, uh, not a high school, a college kind of hustle, but people are always giving away their grills for free because they're too big. Yeah. I would go and pick up grills for free, yeah. shove them into the back of my CRV and sell them for like 50 bucks. That's sick. It dude. was like a really simple little thing, but I did it a couple of times. I was like, man. There's some money That's in free grills. You know what, you know what uh, my wife did? And another way good idea, she likes wood stuff. Um, and I think she did it only for us, right? She did it a couple times for us. But I keep telling her that this is a good idea. So I'm going to give it to somebody if they want it. And that is that... Um, you go into the free section of KSL or Facebook and everybody's always giving away some junk um, furniture, yeah. like wood stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, if you, if you, all you need is like, uh, like a basic, your hand to sand yeah, <laughs> and some cheap paint. Yeah. You could re like refurbish those and sell them for hundred bucks, 150 bucks, dude. It's, it's yeah. gold. And bro. people like older furniture. Yeah. Just and, they yeah. like it to not vintage. look like garbage. Right. So, right. So if you can make it look yeah. a little vintage, dude, that's a great idea, man. There's so many of those ideas though. There's so many of those. They're ideas. everywhere. Yeah. And underappreciated <laughs> and under, underused. That's why there's so much opportunity and there were, there will always be so much opportunity because people are too prideful. People are way too prideful to go. Yeah. And pick up something for free and resell it. And guess who's going to know? Freaking nobody. Like, who cares? And people are too prideful to walk into Ross. Like, what is your that's problem? Weird. Yeah, that's weird. Bro. Like, people like are too, too prideful to go into the Dollar Tree. People are too prideful to go into places where you can yeah. go in, buy something, and resell it. And people, that that whole process, I think it just scares yeah. some people because they're, they're so stuck in this mindset of, like, this is how you make money. Yeah. This is the right way to make money. Right, like, and, right, dude. And it, maybe, I, I think... It, it really is like just pure pride why people don't take those opportunities because then people are going to be like you're like are you scared of your wife right being worried about you making more money like what's i don't are you scared about your husband yeah 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 being mad that you're making too like i don't Oh, dude. I don't get it. No, dude. I totally, <laughs> so, no, dude. I totally know what you're saying. Like, it's nuts, man. Because people just don't. I mean, yeah. I think. Well, I think one of the reasons is is they don't see the potential. Like, they only see like I only made nine bucks. I only made fifty bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I only but if you make nine bucks fifty times, yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and if you just and if you just stay consistent with it and let and be patient and let it grow, like people yeah. will totally rock with you. Yeah. Dude, it's it's crazy, man. Well, hey, dude, I appreciate you coming back. I think we did it better the second time. Yeah, it was good. We talked about some stuff we did not talk about. We didn't at all. talk about that before. Yeah. Um. And and yes, it, I won't lose this one this time, bro. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, man. For sure.